Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paula Price Show, where you can experience scripturally organic, culturally unmodified teaching, get answers to your questions, and receive powerful prayer from your host, Dr. Paula Price, author of the Prophet's Dictionary. Tune in now and get ready for an exciting time of encouragement and transformation. Welcome your host, Dr. Paula Price. All right, and welcome to another edition of the Paula Price Show with the ever-diversified Dr. Paula Price. Well, you know, Prophet Ashley, when you first started saying things like that, because, you know, my prophets were the first ones to recognize that I was going through metamorphosis. Whew, I didn't even recognize it. And, but when you all first started saying, I said, oh, well, they love me. That's their hearts. They just, you know, they're my kids. I'm nurturing. No, no, no. That, in fact, was not the case, as I have since learned. And so we are doing this amazing program. I'm going to talk about it a little bit, but Prophet Ashley, um, after I welcome our Thursday guest and talk about how long we've been doing this, I'm excited. The Paula Price Show is coming up on its what? Five-year anniversary. Can you believe five years? April will be five years that we have been doing blog talk radio. And and I am having a blast still. It's still wonderful. So, Ashley, I thought, how how much, how could it get any better? How could we really have anything else? And you know what I found out? Yay! We're doing our weekly television show. I would love for you to post your comments and your feel, uh, you know, your feelings of feedback on the show as you've been watching it. Now, if you haven't been watching it, you've got to go to YouTube. Yes, they can find it a couple of places. On Facebook, we need everybody to like the Taking It All the Paul Price page. Yes, please, guys. That's where I post, like, I'm going to start doing weekend teasers and things like that leading up to the episode that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so new updates about the show, new announcements about taking on Paul Price, we'll, uh, yes, we'll mm-hmm. be there. Yeah. And then YouTube is where the videos are posted and posted. Under? Under taking it on with Paul Price. You put it in the search, you pull it up, we want you to subscribe to the channel. Mm-hmm. And they are. People are subscribing. Yes. So keep subscribing. Tell your friends. Tell your friend of me, tell your enemies. You know, sometimes people just need to see Jesus. Not how to, to heal friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, to take the, the, you know, the enemy off the friend. That's it. And so, um, but make sure you do the guys. Here's what's important about us doing it. We have been together five years. I mean, you, that's just amazing. We have been together for five good years, and we've had good years, and we've our, our relationship grew into uh, apostolic Christians, discipling apostolic Christians, new era apostleship. It grew into prophetic ed. You all don't, I, I want God to put it in your spirit. You all have been so instrumental in all of the growth that I've had. We've been together. We've stayed together. You, you know, you followed me. You, you friended me. You supported me. You financed me. This is a team effort. And I'm always going to say that. Now, you know, we can call it a lot of things, but it's a team effort. You agree with the word. We are family. 
And because we all agree, you are there backing this and pushing it and backing it and pushing it. Don't let anybody tell you that you aren't doing what I, anything because you're not doing what I'm doing. You are how and why I'm getting it done. You're pushing. You're backing. You're praying. You're warring. You're fighting. And some of you all do. You get out there and kind of scrap a little bit over this thing. And so, I mean, and then, you know, I'm getting um, uh, gifts in the mail. I'm getting costuming in the mail and, and things like that, outfits. All of that is you. Why? It began with us, this Thursday morning show where we talked about Jesus and everything else pertaining to him. And so we are making headway. So I do need you. I need you to see to it that my YouTube numbers go through the roof. That happens with you. Every one of you, you telling your friends, you are sharing various um, uh, uh, advertisements and whatever that we have, you do that. That is you. That is us. And, and you are the us side of this team. And so I need you to do that. I need you to get that and have everyone like me on Facebook. I need likes, lots and lots and lots of likes. Because all of that gets us to the world, which is our vision. And this vision was a joint vision. Because when I started coming on and sharing this, how many of you said, oh, no, this needs to go to the world. No, we need this on TV. No, everybody needs to hear this. This is a word that must get out. Well, guys, our objectives are happening, and we're doing it. It's getting out every Sunday, 7.30 in the morning and 5.30 p.m. in the Tulsa, Oklahoma region, and then around the clock on YouTube. Go watch it again and again and again. Get those numbers up. Click, click, click. Have your children watch it. Have your teens watch it. Have your groups watch it. You know, there's so much information that you can use to then bring into your world. I'm taking it to the world, but you are how it's going to get into your world. So I want to thank all of you who have been sowing seed. It's been helpful. I just, I need, I need more. Um, if you decide you want to be part of a, a, a seed uh, campaign, let me know. See, so can I, Dr. Price, I have a group that can do. I have a, my family can do. My business can do. And you can be a part of the bigger seed sowing campaign because we need it. If we're going out like that, we need it. We need your prayers. Please don't stop praying. I feel your prayers sometimes. And I know you don't think that it matters, but some of you all, your prayers are so sweet to God. He just, he just lets them. He kind of um, telescopes them to me. And I don't know you by name, but I know you're praying. And I know when you're praying. I, pre I, I thank you for that. So we have accomplished a lot. Give yourself a hand. Yes. We've accomplished a lot, and we're well on our way to becoming a household name in a global presence. And that's us, taking it on with Paula Price and between you and I and family because that's what happens. You all make it happen. When you all come to my events and I meet you and, and we, you know, we chat, I'm, you have no idea what they mean. I meet the family. Right now you're my faceless relatives, but, boy, when you show up, you become the, the person that I can recognize as a member of the family and not just the family of God, but the Paula Price and taking it on Blog Talk, PPM Global, Price University. As you can see, family, we are getting big, and it's all because of us being one. And you're agreeing with that. That's us. And I'm going to say it. You know, a lot of people like to get out there and we're on the rise and we're going to forget. No, no, no. I don't remember the lady that's in all of the jewelry. I remember her. 
I'm going to remember the one that sent all the other jewelry. I'm going to remember those who sold those seeds the, the, best, the best they can to the biggest they can. I'm going to remember that. You know why I want to remember it? Because if you don't remember your members, you deteriorate. And I have to remember my members. So, yes, you matter. And you all know it because you see me. I answer you at midnight, don't I? I answer some of you all at midnight, 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, oh, Dr. Price, you're still up. Yep, I do. On the way to sleep, I go through my Facebook, and I do. I care, and I listen. And it doesn't take that long. It takes but however many minutes out of my very busy but very productive day. I answer you because we're family. And I don't want you to do I don't want you to know that this. You just, but I'm just listening because, no, no, no. If you never do anything but post something on there, I'm going to know you because that's what I pray for. I pray for that ability. And that's a, it's a lot of ability. It's a lot of y'all. I'm coming up on almost 19,000 of you guys. So come on, let me hit 20. Get me on that pace for 20,000. I need that, and I need my stars, and I need my hugs, my hearts, and whatever else y'all got. Boom, bang. Because, you know, you all get noisy out there on Facebook. Man, last week we had bombs and fires and firecrackers and bands. and Boy, we were very animated last week. But uh, So I wanted to say that. The next thing I want to tell you about is um, our new class. I mean, when is our new class coming up? Or is our new class is open? Is it closed? It will be open on Monday. It will be open. Well, why don't you talk about that, Prophet Ashley, the producer? At Price University, we are now offering non-degree, four- to six-week courses, mm-hmm. mini courses. Mini courses. Very lightweight, of easy compared to the full mm-hmm. workload of online. And so we have... Um, so far, Prophetic Guardianship mm-hmm. is the first one that came out. And then the second one was Frame Governmental Prayers and Strategic Prayers, Great Course. I love so that those course. Two, those two together um, are hand-in-hand hand for the prophet. Yes. If anybody is a prophet or a prophet sire, prophetic, and they want to sharpen their skills mm-hmm. and to fine-tune and hone what God has given them, those two courses are highly recommended. Yes, yes. Highly recommended. And um, the next one we have coming out, uh, so is it? Yes, yes. And um, then Monday we have our third one coming out, which is uh, how to how to get the soul success in business. Mm-hmm. This has never been on the market before. Anywhere. Anywhere. This is uh, a trip where you taught this PowerPoint, the whole nine, a uh, video that Dr. Price taught, and I put in the description that this is a perfect precursor mm-hmm. to biblical psychology Ooh. because it's dealing with the soul of success. And so you are dealing with, now this was a little bit ago, so some of the germs mm-hmm. that, I mean, biblical psychology just blows it out of the water. Yeah, it's going to so many people want to take biblical psychology, mm-hmm. this would be a great prep course. Yeah. One of them to prepare them for that so you jump in and, and you deal with uh, those, those uh, basic how to identify your um, your soul things that trip you up mm-hmm. in your soul every time. What, your you, what are your soul cycles that take you out? What are your success cycles mm-hmm. that take you up and take you out? How to recognize uh, certain things in your business mm-hmm. to make you successful and that will set you back because so many times, we just want to hear what's going to make me rich, mm-hmm. going to all of the money-making tactics, sure. but not but ignoring the person, mm-hmm. you know, as the individual. And the so, producer. Yeah. You're the producer yeah. of your life. 
You know, your prosperity is your production. Hallelujah. Who that one of our Somebody said, nothing is lightweight with Dr. Price. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll say lighter weight. How's that? Yeah. Lighter, we'll say lighter weight. Um, the thing that I want you to know, first of all, success requires a heavy weight. People are not successful because they're lightweight. They're unsuccessful because they're, they're a lightweight. People are successful when they can handle the weight of success because success has a weight. And I don't know if it's included in this segment, but there's a segment where we talk about success has rules. And if your soul has not adopted and mastered success rules, you may have moments of attainment and moments of achievement that people will call success, but it will not be sustained. That's why you all can remember times when there was a three-year period back. There was a two-year period that we, there was, I remember a time when I had my so-and-so business. So you had all of that. There was a time, I promise you. But your soul said, I can't bear it. I don't have the muscle or the tensile strength or the resilience to come back from this or to come back from that or to try again. I, uh, we, we who are advisors here at PPM Global, we cannot tell you how many people say, yeah, but it happened once, and then when it failed, I gave it up. Your soul has got to understand the rules of success, and then you have to master them. And that's what this class is going to teach you. It's going to show you. And, again, why is this valuable? How many of you all have seen, you know, these our, our famous um, stars or celebrities come out, get a big hit, maybe get a, 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 an award or something for recognition? And next thing you know, they're on the news for driving drunk and drugging here and over there. And, and, and I like the one that says the more successful these, a lot of these young celebrity females get, the more they take off their clothes. Why does their soul tell them to strip themselves when they ride? There's some answers to that. So, um, and then we have the, the, the child prodigies, the child stars that can't make it again as an adult. Those are real serious things, and that, that role or that series coming to an end devastated their soul, and nobody could help them come back from that. Then how about yourself? You had those times, you know, where you did so well. I had this slam dunk ministry, and then I was running with these people, and all of a sudden I'm nothing. What happened? Your soul has got to be built for the success that God ordained on your life. Soul success has got to precede material success. Because if you bypass your soul, you will be brilliant. You will have some achievements. You will have accomplishments for days. But the literal sustained success that makes you a legend, that, that, that makes you a legacy, that won't be there for you. And, and so much so that your children won't pick it up. You know, because success has fruit. Success has a trail. Success has a tail. It has a train. And you have got to see who's following you. And you'll know that your success won't last because it stays focused and it stays 100% clad to you. you. You are the only person wearing your success. No one else is doing it. People might be getting better paychecks, but you're driving them nuts. Or you're there, you're not there. You're on again, off again. Well, today I want to speak, tomorrow I don't. And all of that has to do with how you entered the ventures that you decided to undertake 
to become a world success? Why is everybody, why is America drowning in opioid addiction? Because its soul cannot sustain the success that its foreparents and its forefathers achieved. So they did not, they passed on the techniques, they passed on the, the principles, if you will, some of the tactics, even the rhetoric, but they did not pass on the soul, that, that, that gut grit that makes you survive no matter what. So when this, this, the, the successors or the uh, descendants took on America's success, they found they weren't built for it. They found they were psychologically unfit for the success that they inherited. Hmm. And it's that uh, psychological unfitness that has them holding, shouldering the load, but numbing themselves to do it, shouldering the load, but escaping and, and diving into their frailties to do it. You know, we can say, what is wrong with our country? I can tell you in a statement, our country became great with people who had mighty souls, mighty spirits, mighty vision. They weren't just intelligent. They weren't just charismatic, but they passed it on to those who have, who, to the charismatics who did not have the soul to carry and shoulder what they received the way it was built. So immediately we went into you don't have to and who said you must and why should we have to and on and on and on. Kids, I didn't ask for that. You know, we became the kids that say we didn't ask to be born. You know, and so when you look at our country, you can see it. And the country is made up of people and people whose souls can't sustain uh, long success or weighty success. And so you want to get the sign-up for this series. You have to because you need to find out, will your soul endure the triumphs, the victories, et cetera, that you are pursuing or that come with you succeeding? I had that, that's a test. I, I always use these examples. So, hey, let's use them again. I always use Saul and David. Saul did not have the soul of success. He had the charisma, he had the looks, he had the energy, he, had, he even had the, the zeal and the diligence, but he did not have the solidarity. He didn't have the grit, he didn't have the guts, he didn't have the character, he didn't have any of the substances that make success last no matter what comes at it. And so he just did it, and God knew he did it, but God wasn't looking for greatness in salt. He was looking for a position. He wanted an occupant in a sphere that he had just opened up to his people, calling the sphere of royalty. So he wasn't looking for that. Meanwhile, while Saul, Saul was blundering, I mean, he fell into all, look at all of the things. that He had addictions. He had rage issues, bipolar, manic, everything that your soul can, uh, can release under the pressure of success, it did so under Saul. Occultism, he became faithless, had, he lacked fidelity, he lacked allegiance. All of those things were closed pods in his soul that would have been opened and that would have been treated had he not been rushed into power. But God rushed him into power. Because Saul was, he was, he was a coward. He didn't even know he was a coward. As long as he was in daddy's business, under daddy's anointment and daddy's authority, he didn't even know he was a coward. 
He did not know that he was treacherous. Saul knew none of that because success is going to literally open up every vault, every category, every treasury in your soul to reveal who you are. And the closer you get to being who you were, after that success is attained, the more your, the, uh, the uh, detrimental and the destructive sides come. And they surface. So to the point that Saul, the ultimate thing he did was commit suicide. Talk about not having a soul of success. And meanwhile, while Saul is, you know, fumbling through, you know, trying to be big man on campus and really realizing that he has nothing whatsoever to do the job or to sustain it, he has some business ideas the end. So here's David. Now David is the um, despised the youngest brother. You know, the youngest kid can always tell you what David's life was like. All of you all out there who were the youngest kids, you know, and the last child in the family, you all know how your, el- your elder siblings did you. They t- I mean, they treat you like garbage, push you aside, and, you know, they trick you. I always play pranks on you. So David is that one. And meanwhile, and they always push the heavy loads and the dirty work on you if your parents didn't intervene. So every younger kid could talk about David and Phil, David and his, his seven brothers. They did him terribly. And you could tell they did him terribly because when he came to bring him some food, they still started picking it. What are you doing here? You just came to be nosy. Little kid, the youngest one is always trying to be nosy. The oldest one is always in trouble, and the youngest one is always trying to be nosy. Sometimes well-deserved because they're going to go back and check. So, <laughs> yes, they are. So David is this youngest one. but So they're trying to, you know, obviously they put the weight of the, the shepherding on him. So he's in the field. He's learning animals. He's learning this. He's learning self-defense. He's learning preservation. He's learning how to produce and, and profit the family, all through being forced to tend these sheep and to tend the, the flock, one just sheep. A lot of lessons are happening in, in, in David's so-called uh, punishment or, or isolation from the family because he's the little one. He's little, he's cute, he's bold, he's brash, he's sassy, and he's mouthy. All of that is there. But David's soul is getting uh, nurtured through what he's doing. He's learning all, these, um, all of these arts and all of these skills, and he's learning God because David and God are chatting because his brothers don't want to talk to him. He's out there all the time with them. He's isolated from the family, separated at least. So David is getting all these conversations. He's learning things from God. Meanwhile, Saul is destroying the kingdom. Now, it went from a, 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 a healthy theocracy all the way down to Samuel's um, getting old and realizing that he didn't tend his house either. And so David is getting lessons, fighting, I mean, beats, and so he's becoming fearless, ferocious, and he's protective. So all of that soul, all of his soul attributes, faculties, and resources are coming online and Nobody knows it. He's, on the outside, he's still this, this um, irritating uh, little brother. Inwardly, he's becoming the future monarch of God's nation. So you would think after all of that, David would be good to go because, you know, in, the, in the, the modern Christian church, particularly charismatic and evangelicalism, mostly charismatic, we're going to, if a kid shows promise, we're going to suck that promise out of them before it can be performed or fulfilled. 
We're going to put them out there early for them to get slaughtered. We're going to put them out there for them to be saturated with error. We're going to do a lot of things simply because they show promise. And to us, everything about God is just show off and antics anyway. Nobody expects any casualties from it. Nobody expects any jeopardy or whatever. Well, that's not how God does things. So David finally gets picked. Now, nobody knows what David is doing out there but God in silence, in secret. And David is a giant. So imagine his brother's surprise when the prophet comes to anoint the next king, and it's none of them. Because with them, it was WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. No more, no less. There was nothing secret. They, you know, they were, you know, the vanity is there, the arrogance is there, the conceit is there, all of that. And so, you know, and the father's even confused. The father had, did not realize that the Lord was taking over his son. So the father's confused. And so he's like, okay, one son, two sons, don't always have two. And, 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 but this is a prophet that, know, that really is in the office. Because see, when you're office, you don't look for, you, you don't look around and say, well, it's not here. I must have been wrong. You're not trying to be wrong. You're doing your job. It's a full time occupation. He said, oh, don't you have another son? And everybody, well, yeah, we got this little kid, this little guy who does nothing, is always in the way. And I mean, I mean, but he's out there. I mean, what does he know? All he knows is sheep. All he knows is flock, agriculture, you know. And um, so Samuel goes out there, and God said he's the one. Because God is always going to go for the least. And I can give you the wisdom of that. God will always go for the least. Because the big was once a least that he worked with. He goes for the least because the least is the most trainable, teachable, malleable. They are also very grateful for what God is doing. So God will always go for the least, the despised, the debased. The more somebody really puts down what he's doing, the more he hides that person's excellence, and the more he continues to work with them. So finally David comes, and guess what? David is brought out to, he's the one anointed. His history, his history, his secret, silent resume with God now goes public. And then they find out the guy is, he's a shepherd, he's a, a, a skilled with, with the slingshot, he's, a, a, you know, he's strong because he's, he's talking about lions and she-bears and whatnot. Everything that, 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 that public success sneers at, God chooses to make that the first success the next one. So the successor to your success, you're overlooking him. You're ignoring them. You're snubbing them. They're not this. They're not that. You're, you're, you're literally mocking and scorning them. You have already rejected them and, and isolated them, kept them out of your circle. And while you were doing all of that because your eyes were on big, tall, pretty soft, God was making a real ruler from the inside out. Most people want their, their um, choices to be outside in. But God says those that you choose for the, their external success will fail you when the press to prove the legitimacy of their success comes upon them. So he made David from the inside out. David goes there, and we all, you know, many of us know the story. Many of us know the story. Hallelujah. Many of us know the story where he goes and he auditions for the king. And he takes out Goliath. Why? Because today the Goliath is just another lion or a bear. 
and he'd been, he'd been slingshotting them for years. See, a lot of that stuff that you do by nature and you develop from instinct to expertise is what God is looking at. So to you, it, it, you know, to, to his brothers, watching him shoot slingshots at bears and lions and snakes and all of that and hitting them, boom, 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 that was like, yeah, he just always done those little stupid things. Meanwhile, God's got a Goliath that David is practicing for. So who are you practicing for? Because there is a Goliath in every successor's life. Every, so who are you practicing for? Or who are you running from? Because, see, David's brothers and the king and, and the army were hiding in caves from one man, one giant. David is like, because you realize Goliath and a bear. A bear stands up. Goliath and a bear are probably the same height. So David already knows how to do this thing. Because Goliath is about as tall as a bear, standing up on his hind legs, probably as big as a bear, if he was all of that. And so David's size didn't bother him because he had, of course, his slingshot on his side. And distance. so he knew how to aim that thing, taking nothing from God. Because, you know, we've heard a lot of sermons, David slung the shot, but God did that, whatnot, and that's fine. You know, hey, we don't want to ever hurt God's feelings and tell him that he wasn't in charge, but God won that battle when David was slingshotting bears and lions. See, God had his win in secret, too. And see, all those secret wins he's had with you, he's now ready to make public. Are you all following me on this? So David was not afraid because he's like, I've taken down a bear with a stone, two in fact, and got my sheep out of the lion's mouth. And beastly didn't bother him. Oh, wait a minute, I got a slam. Yeah, I thought you'd like that one. And because he'd been facing it. Many of those things that you've been doing in secret, you all, you're, you're being tested and tried for God's future, how God's going to use you when he puts you in his public. Don't, don't, you know, when he says despise not the day of small beginnings, he doesn't just mean the, the start day or the little money or the, the insignificant folk or as, you were, as what the world was saying. He's saying, but despise not the day of small starts in everything. Don't despise the day you began to, you learned to. And so we have, been, we have told you that God will take anybody and the bigger and the more charismatic and the slicker they look, the faster he'll take them. No, those are placeholders. Saul was a placeholder. Nobody got that one either, but I'm going to go there. Saul was a placeholder. He was never meant to be successful because God did not want the people to meet success before they felt and experienced failure. They needed to know why they should obey their leader. And one way to learn that is to have a leader that is not worth obeying, a leader that's detrimental and, and, and damaging to your personality and your psyche. So David gets all this training. Saul looks at him. He saves the nation with a slingshot. The king says, hey, Come in. Great people will always call you in when you show your expertise that it's beneficial to them. So he calls him in, and he begins to let David live in the thing because David's going to be in the army now. I mean, you're going to be a part of the army. You're going to be part of the guard. 
you're in the palace. And then the rest of the story goes on. But David is brought in. Now, he's anointed king as a king somewhat because he said how old he was when he finally became king of uh, Judah. So he's anointed king. So why does it take God 40 more years to make him one? Because he, what he did, unlike many Christians, God was using David's private and devotional um, development with him as a tool for auditioning. But now he's got to learn the world that he's going to rule. He's got to learn its problems, its issues, its brokenness, its sadness, its sorrow, its destructiveness, its, its um, uh, what do you call it, its recklessness, its poverty, its, its injustices. He's got to learn all of that to sit on the throne because that's what he's going to handle every day. He's not just going to handle sheep that you tell to go to bed, lead into a pen, and then come out. No, no. He's going to have, he's going to, he's going to leave sheep that's going to tell you, you can't tell me what you do. You don't know any better than I do, and I'm as good as you are, and I don't know why you're on that throne. See, he's got to face all of that and still remain fair and just. And he's got to do it without selling out his God, the God that put him on the throne. See, today, saints don't care. Oh, but God understands. I mean, after all, you know, he, I mean, he's there and I'm here and whatever. No, no. You will never be bigger than your allegiance to Christ. I don't care if you're a billionaire. That's all you got is your money. God knows your cowardice. God knows your secrets. God knows your brokenness. God knows your deception and your delusion. He also knows where you've been deceived. God knows all of your flaws and weaknesses. But I'll tell you something. He will turn every one of them into a strength if he knows he can trust you. And if he can't, then he's just going to patch him, patch him, and patch him until your, your season is done. And when you get older, you're going to be like, Ecclesi- uh, like uh, Solomon, Ecclesiastes. Proverbs, he knew why God was God, why good was good, why good is good and evil is evil. And Ecclesiastes, all is vanity. How did you go from that to that? All is vanity. How did Peter go from sitting at the head of the, the Jerusalem council to Paul rebuking him in Galatians under witchcraft. How does that happen? Because your soul has got to be forged in the flames and refined for success. Because if the, once you become successful, the, oh, wait a minute, i got to do this just, just to color. Once you become successful, what awaits you now is retaining that success, building on it, and defending it. From the moment you hit the, hit the pinnacle of who or what you're supposed to be, your whole life becomes a success test. Did God really say, does this really have to be? See, and those are questions that should have been answered before you succeeded, not when after you succeeded and now if you go into success test mode. Because after the day after your success, Everything is now defending that success and proving you should have been the one. Is this working for you all? Are you hearing me out there? So you prove your success if you decide to be trained. Many of you all, you've heard you need no man to teach you, so you don't want to be trained. So that means you guarantee that you're going in with, your, with the, the bulk of your abilities being mediocre at best and incompetent mostly. 
because you're not trying to learn. You're not trying to master your world, master your skill set, master your calling. You're not trying to do that. You're just trying to get, like Saul, you're just trying to get out front, get on top, get noticed, get recognized, skim the cream, and let the world, let everything else take care of itself. Successful people are not successful because they're in the front. They're successful because their school, elementary school teachers will say, you know, he always was. You know, she always did. Their coaches will say. People will vouch for your success from the time you're a kid until you fulfill destiny if you are meant to be a David and not a Paul. They'll always say, yeah, well, he always had guts. What did they? Because what was David's brother going to say? Yeah, well, he was killing those bears and she bears and carrying them. He was slingshotting those animals. He was hitting those pigeons. I mean, eagles in the sky. I mean, he was always he got, he always got what he went after. He always aimed, shot, and it was right. David would have been an amazing sniper today because it was important to him to get what he went after, to to set his sights on what he aimed for and then hit it. So. I say to you about soul of success, many of you, you your skill sets, you were told that your skills were important. You were told that your charisma was important. You were told that your techniques were important. You were told that people liking you was important. You were told all those superficial things that you mastered. And when you had your window of opportunity or had that moment, can I say when you had your window, and you had that moment, when you did, your soul said, I'm out, because your soul trembled because courage had not yet been distilled in it. Your soul melted because it had no durability. Its solidarity was only superficial, and all it took was heat. That's all it took was a little heat, a little pressure. Your soul began to frazzle. Your soul began to splinter and fracture and tear, and thus you had to now go into treatment. You had to come up with all of these therapies to fix your soul. Because you can't quit your job, I need the money. And I've got all the debts, and I've got all of the things. So you are now, you're all of the psychological scaffolding you need to make happen why you rose. You don't have. You need that. So success. So why am I saying that? Because that kind of brings us into Prophet Ashley's favorite subject these, these days, biblical psychology. Absolutely love it. So tell them why you love it. We're halfway through. You had your, we did the midterm. Yes. Yes. Midterm. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, halfway through this semester, never been in a class like this, remotely close, certainly in Christendom. Um, the first lecture you outlined the difference between biblical psychology, Christian okay. psychology, worldly psychology, and how this is rooted in the Bible and how many times what we think we're getting in Christian psychology is a Christian label of secular psychology. And so you, y'all, let me tell you, so that's not talking to you, y'all. Break it down. Mm -hmm. Body, soul, spirit. Minister Norman and I were talking in the car yesterday. Was that yesterday? Mm -hmm. We were going to lunch about, she said, but i got to get this soul thing down. Everybody in the church is talking about the body. We talk about the spirit, but the Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So you go in and break it down. We do technical education in this class almost 100 times mm-hmm. that we have to define. Yes. Terminology. Uh, we're watching lectures from other experts on the subject of emotional intelligence and other things. So 
This isn't, I mean, this is classic stuff. Yeah. It makes you the one and only. But still, to see you even take any subject to the next level, Mm. after, you know, my phrase, nearly 20 years, to see you still come out on top, Mm. and not just because you're whipping up some deep phrases or some deep revelations that you have that we haven't heard anywhere else, but truly making this master's level education. Mm-hmm. This is education. We are sitting in class. The uh, apostles in training are <laughs> taking it from afar. It will be open online in April, at the end of April, I believe, uh, as a whole. It's, gonna, it's a whole summer course. Mm-hmm. And so it's not an abbreviated course. No, no, we have whole to start course. in the spring, so it ends by the fall semester. And it just blows your mind. Can I talk about the first lecture where you, you talked about I the, you can okay, the bliss fix? I mean, now, don't goes, go deep. But, uh, I'm not. No, no. But she goes in on why we get stuck and addicted in life. Yeah. And these are real things. I mean, and you just, you you go. I was talking to one of our students, and they're like, I just can't get past the first lecture. I mean, <laughs> we're, still, we're, we're six lectures in, right? <laughs> right. We're going into week seven. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, just the, the technical aspects, the tangible aspects you study. You have to yeah. go study your notes. This is not an ethereal experience. Mm-hmm. This is not uh, somewhere where you're going to go sit and soak. Now, you don't soak in your clean <laughs> After class, so many weeks, people just, like, leave. No, the first three weeks, they wouldn't even hang around. No, I have to go because i got to go talk to God. I've got to know. And i got to get with Jesus. I'm telling you, some of them say, I couldn't even get home. I was just crying because I was like, oh, God, I didn't know I was done. And we're a fellowship and body of people. Uh-huh. So, you know, when the same can't fellowship, they scatter, baby. It's a serious moment. They scatter. Honestly, how about you, Norma? Because, you know, you have, Norma, she has me captive in the car. Yeah. Because she's my driver. <laughs> so, she pulls no punches and she goes in. You can give a few statements on it because you're in the class. I think one of, uh, one of the things that I appreciate the most about the class is um, you talked about the soul tears, the tears, that, and it's something that is just across the board. Mm-hmm. Nobody is excluded from having soul tears. And going in and not just dealing with the behaviors and all of those outward things that happen as a result of those things, but this class is going into the symptoms mm-hmm. of it. All of the psychology classes and things like that deal with the behavior, mm-hmm. trying to manage behaviors to fix you. Mm-hmm. But you said you got to go back to that thing that broke you did to fix it. Mm-hmm. And so this class takes you back to the symptoms mm-hmm. of all the things that are the things that are happening in your life, and it starts there, starts at the root, instead of starting with the behaviors, those outward behaviors that come out of those symptoms. Mm-hmm. And so that's why one of the re- things that I really appreciate about those classes is this thing is hitting the symptoms. And it's going to, I mean, just taking these few weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were, we've had people being delivered off of the syllabus uh-huh. when we first started the class. She and said, so, I'm you know, done with her. <laughs> you know, all it is, you know? <laughs> and then you got to part of the class. And I can tell you that they have some sort of deliverance just from that first class mm-hmm. when we were going through the syllabus and learning, you know, learning these, the, the beginning thing, uh beginning pieces of the class, but that is truly one of the things that I like the most is going to the symptomology of the issue. Well, I tell you, and I agree. I I think the first thing when you say symptoms, I I think even the scenario that causes the symptoms, Mm -hmm. that framed, inspired those symptoms is where we go. That acts to the root. And, I mean, there is an act, and it goes to the root. 
You know, oh yeah, we we we, we do that. But I think the other piece, because you know, we have all kinds of students in our class. We have doctors, we have clinicians, we have psychologists, and then we have members of our body. So we have all kinds, and I love the mix because the mix will give us the full spectrum of um, of the of the subject matter and the experiences. So and so on the other side, my my scientific folks. My technical folk, because, you know, scientific people are going to think scientifically. You cannot get them out of that. That's what they're trained to do. And so, you know, we talk about um, the thing that they get a, a part of, which is God, what God has me really refining now, Ashley, is the anatomy of the soul. So in, in, in September, after the, those who passed biblical psychology, overview, one, they're going into, we're going to tear into the anatomy of the soul. And Norma has the, the, the sneak preview. preview. This is why you want to serve people. Well, you know, people are so busy, and I, I really feel bad for them. They're so busy saying, you know, no, I can't do Dr. Price because she's deep, and I can't do this, and I can't do that. And I'm thinking, Man, Christians are really interesting because most folks are trying to get with the expert, trying to get with the master. Christians are like, just leave me dumb and fun, you know? Just leave me in my fun and leave me dumb. <laughs> and I want to stay there. And so I keep thinking, no wonder the church can't do better because they're still saying, let me stay on par with, with average. Let me stay on par with mediocrity, I don't want to go that deep in God, etc. You know, biblical psychology, in a word, is creative psychology. It's learning the, the soul, the way the maker made it. And that's what this class essentially is all about. You want to know? Creative psychology. Mm-hmm. Learning the soul, the way the maker made it. Because that's what we don't have. And so, and, we're, and we are comparing ourselves and we are probing all sorts of other theories, tons of theories. Now we're getting into the neuroscience of it. It is an exciting course, an exciting program, and, but it's not for the folk who just want to go to church once a week. It's for the folks who really want to be the healing to the nation, who really want to heal, who really want to cure. You know, uh, one of our students said that the, the, the theme of modern um, psychology is that we're not here to cure. Well, God, Jesus said he here to cure. He said to cure to do. He said apostles to do cures. The reason that I'm doing this is not even because I'm beyond my scope, but that I'm, I'm within the orb of my scope because my job is to learn how to cure the soul. Because if you cure the soul, you can cure the body. If you cure the body, you can cure the life. Oh, come on, wait a minute. I got to hit it again. What you think? Huh. We even back here. <laughs> Amen. Is that what I heard? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I'm telling you the reason that you want to do this, that you want to learn, is that we've had deliverance lines. And what happened? They're all loud, noisy, vomiting all over the place, pooping and carrying on. They got a little messy little ER room. And the people get up and do the exact same thing. And they go to the next deliverance line. You will never deliver a person beyond their education and training. Now, I'm not talking ABC, reading, writing, arithmetic, but you have got to educate folks devils off. And that is what I've always said I was doing. So as an apostle, you know, because people say, well, Dr. Price, you don't talk a lot about deliverance. I don't have to. I teach you. You talk your own soul into being free. You actually evict your own devils. 
Is that not what happened here? Christian. 
good word of faith Christian, good evangelical Christian, good apostolic Christian. I just came here to see it. And so that's, I won't let you hide in that. We're going to dig into that. Hold on. Because, see, y'all like to hide in them feelings. Uh-uh. Y'all, you know, feelings are really interesting because they're like, they're like the ocean. If you want to get as riches out of it, you better dig in. Because the ocean holds a lot of riches and a lot of trash. And so you need to dig in. And so we, we, I, I want you to enroll in this course because God wants to heal his body. And because I have, I'm telling you, you can count the number of deliverance classes I've ever done in 30 years. I don't do deliverance classes. I speak to devils, they go. I train the captives, and they get free. The Bible said Jesus, Jesus came as the word of God. He sent his word to heal. Word. That's what it said. He sent his word and healed them. That he cast out the devils by a word. And so because we're unenlightened, we don't realize that the word, the word, word there includes message, includes doctrine, includes classes, includes theology. So he cast out. Why? Because a devil, Jesus never had a problem with a devil. What he had a problem with is human beings and their desire to be free. So as we go into this class, we were surprised because I thought, okay, we'll do a little Bible. I'm, I've got to tell you the truth. I was humble. We do a little Bible. Isn't that nice? We do a little Bible. This is great. I did not know that an entire textbook is coming out of it. And I am producing an entire textbook on the subject of biblical psychology, the principles of cleansing the human soul. And so it'll be out in a couple about it's gonna take me about a couple of years because I'm always I always got a bunch of stuff that I'm saying, help me, Jesus. I'm like, ooh, help me, Jesus. Every time I put in eight, six, eight hours a day studying this. I don't, because I'm, I'm not cheating God. And if I don't cheat God, I won't cheat you. So I don't cheat God, and, and he won't let me. Okay, so I want to talk about this now. And so we're going to, and we have to have it, it'll probably be halfway done by September, because we need some of this for the anatomy of the soul. And you can't take one, you can't take two without taking one. And this, can, this will go all the way up through the therapeutic level, through the clinical, into the academic, into the neuro. This is going to go because the material is already done. I just have to prepare it. I have to get it out there somehow. So are we getting any feedback? Do you all have any feedback on uh, what we discussed before we get Prophet Ashley and Prophet Adia in here? I guess Prophet Adia is outside. I don't know. We hear in. She'll float in. Um, what I love is this is for anybody. Anybody. And no matter where you are. class, like you said before, first of all, the age range is from people in their 20s to their 70s. That's true. In the class. Mm-hmm. And then the education range is about as equally as diverse <laughs> yeah. as that as far as having people who um, may or may not have their undergrad mm-hmm. all the way to multiple masters and, and doctors. doctors. And, um, and everybody's equally going away. And what's amazing is to see those who do have the psychology or psychiatry education, uh-huh. yes. um, but have not had this. No. And so it's great to have them testify yeah. in the class as they're recovering. Yeah, and they um, do testify. Yes, okay, let's see. Apostle Sally said the principle of the question of the human soul, biblical psychology, James Wright, great teaching. 
You know, Johnny does too much. You got a lunch break. Thank God for you not cheating him. Uh, Claudette Emery said, I'm blown away by what I heard. Uh, Nilda Domino, she said, yes, Apostle Christ is legit. Mm. Um, let me see here. Uh, Ebony, Ebony Lewis said, this is, this is real higher education on the standards of kingdom. Yes. Right, University is awesome. That must be one of our students. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Oh, Stephen Holt Jr. said, bring the gavel down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one gavel for we'll kill him. Vanessa Cunningham, for kill him. Vanessa Cunningham said, say that again. That was earlier. Um, well, let me see here. Dr. Yana Johnson, she said, blown away again. I'm in. <laughs> Uh, Stephen Hall Jr. said it gives you a whole new perspective on the truth shall make you free. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Carolyn Jones said, whoa, I'm starting over again, my Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Do you have any periscopes you want to share? All right. Uh, there's not any. Okay. I guess they just, they, they're, they're meditating. You know, they, they, they move fast. fast. Yes. yes. So fast. Well, Prophet Ashley, why don't you pull up your chair, and we're going to do something very different. We're going to give Prophet a yeah, a chance to go first. Hey! <laughs> I get to go first today. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, since I since I get to go first, I guess I'll give a shameless plug first. If you want to be a part of biblical psychology in the summer, what we need you to do is visit us online at ChristUniversity.org and begin your application process. We need you to be a full-fledged student of the university in order to take this course. This course is a little different than our four-week certificate-based courses. You've got to apply to the university. I really encourage you to get this process started now. Your whole application process can be finished within about a 14-day window. Mm -hmm. If you're really aggressive about your application, you follow through your steps, you can be done in two weeks' time, have your interview scheduled, and get everything ready so that by the summer you're ready to take this course. So we want you to visit us online at Christ University to take biblical psychology over the summer. It'll be an online course. You will not regret it. Your soul will be set free. You'll go into the fall with a brand new mind. So we encourage you to log on, priceuniversity.org, and get registered, get, get your application process started, or give us a call, and we'll help you get your application process started. And then if they do it in the summer, they can, en- they can enroll in biblical psychology too, the anatomy of the soul in the fall. Okay. It's going to be so good. So you'll be all ready to go for the fall course. Um, uh, oh, man. Um, today, <laughs> everything was so good. You talked about how, okay, your soul must understand the rules of success and then it has to be able to master them. Um, You talked about how success has rules, and those rules have to be sustained. I think that this is one of the most phenomenal parts of soul success, um, is recognizing that success has rules, that success is not prejudice, Mm -hmm. but it is, there is a protocol. There's protocol. So in other words, it, it's not based on your creed or your color or your gender, but rather are you mm. following the protocols of yeah. success. Yeah. So I thought that was really powerful because a lot of times we're feeling sorry for ourselves thinking that, you know, um, success, oh, yeah. is, success is um, being judgmental or it's, it's weeding us out. But in other words, are we following the rules mm-hmm. that, are, that are causing us to And succeed? we blame. And we blame. Absolutely. Um, I love the David and Saul conversation. I loved. Um, I'll save some things for Prophet Ashley, but I love this discussion. You talked about his silent resume with God. It, it got me thinking about how much we're not willing to do behind the scenes. Unless mm-hmm. God gives us a public platform, we're just not willing to do much. Mm. Um, but we don't recognize that that holds us back from actually getting that public platform so we can literally be sitting waiting on God for years, and he's also waiting on us. Mm-hmm. Um, but David was willing to do the things about the accolades. He was willing, you know, to, uh, to fulfill his responsibility. 
responsibilities. But also, the reality is, even after all that, the bears, the lions, (laughs) taking care of his father's sheep, doing all those things, God still had to put him to the ringer for 40 years. 40 you know, years. and that's what, that's what really is like, right, his 20 years running from Paul. Uh-huh. But still, even after all that he had proved, and after all that he had done, I love, this is how you said it, and I love it. You said, um, okay, God was using David's devotion as an audition, but then he had to learn the world that he would rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was powerful. <laughs> uh, because, you know, we also <laughs> tell God it's enough. Don't we? I've, I've had enough. You, mm-hmm. you put me I'm through out. enough. I'm out. What more could you put me through? Not realizing that we just finished the audition. We have not even <laughs> begun to learn <laughs> the world that we're ruling. So I just, I, that was powerful. Everything, uh, but that was really powerful today. I loved it. But, no, but I like that part. Okay, now wow. you go into training. Yeah. So right. you thought your devotion was training. Actually, how many times have we had people mm. say, Huh, I don't know what else God can put me through because after all, no, you went through for, for auditioning you, to, to qualify. Because you, you got to always qualify for training. Yeah. So God put you through the kids, your loss, your death, your this, your hurt, your church, everything. All of that was qualifying. And it qualified you for royal training. To rule, we like to say we're kings and priests because we just want to take it by nature. You know, that's like saying just because somebody from the royal family is born to the royal family, we, we just want to take the little top and put them on the throne. <laughs> no, you still got to learn the ropes and learn how it goes and learn God's issues. Many of you all are in God's service oblivious to his issues. You're in this man's service and mad with him because he won't do this, that, or the other. Oblivious to his issues, oblivious to the effects, and oblivious to his people's internal. And as he's saying right now, he's using the phrase, you're oblivious to my people's midnight sobbing. Psalm was as callous as the day is long. He had a draft system that if you had a boy, you might as well go on and bring him to the military. Took the people's stuff. David, on the other hand, was a better shepherd. So did she save anything for you, Chris? Oh, yeah. She saved a lot. I did. I did. Oh. <laughs> What's kind of than I am? Okay. Um, I, I, had a, knew that <laughs> I had a side thought um, in line with what Prophet D was bringing up. I wrote down that being anointed and being made great are two different processes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are. When you were talking about he was anointed and then <clears throat> he went through mm-hmm. the whole journey and how we think the moment of acknowledgement because it's public yes yes is the moment or the moment even if it's private mm-hmm. if you get that private prophecy think about the words that i got from you when i first met you and it's still working out yeah. <laughs> working still out. happening <laughs> still building and to how many apostles have you dealt with and, and other leaders who are walking around jaded and frustrated and I've lost this and I've lost that and it cost me this and it cost me that wondering where is God and all of this and how much more time do I need to put in and and whatever and in this statement down here that you just made about you we're not hearing the language of the concerns of God Mm -hmm. not his people not what's going on in his kingdom not Mm -hmm. how many people are being slaughtered the whole nine it's just about how much more do I have to give Mm -hmm. to this before there's a payoff for me Mm -hmm. And we have to assume you gave your best. In other words, we have right. to assume you, you brought your A game. We, are, we must take your word for it that it was an A game. But if you're not riding the crest, I'm pretty sure you didn't bring your A game. Well, you know, it's not the truth. Yes, well, and, and if you can't come back. Mm-hmm. You can't, honey, because if you did it once, you could do it again. Mm-hmm. That's so important. 
Yeah. You got, did you know she wrote something on here? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you something. I say to apostles, and when, and when you've gone through all that I've gone through and lived and all of that kind of stuff, and every time you go back and get your report card from the Holy Ghost, because see, what you don't realize oh, is that the Holy Ghost has report cards. Mm. Jesus came to the planet and said, I've not found your works perfect before God. That's a report card. That's an inspection. That's an assessment. That's an evaluation. Mm. I have not found your works perfect before God and then began to give you the points of, 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 of your points of inadequacy and then gives you a solution gives you instruction. Now, if you do this, this, and this, then the reward. But right now, your reward is in jeopardy because we always say God doesn't judge. That's a whole. That's a lie from Satan to make sure that you are always, right. always in error and oblivious, ignorant to God's justice. So I right. tell apostles all the time: your ministry is to qualify you for the ministry that God gave Jesus, not the ministry He gave you. Right. So if you do well in your ministry, then He's going to trust you with another man. In that Bible? Yes. So your ministry, all your stuff that you did, that was for you to qualify, and you took and ran your business on training, not even training, on qualifying. And so God was trying to expose you to who he, who he is. And so I said to them in the class, and they, some of them still struggling, I said, let me tell you something. When your ministry dies, your apostleship begins. Up until then, you're apostolic. Mm. Because when you work for a king, you don't have a side business. <laughs> you did say that, yeah. And you did well with it too. I did. Okay. And I'm t- because right now half of these, these, particularly young apostles, you are all upset with God because you feel like you should be big, you should be this and that. No, no. In God, in, in God's apostleship uh, screening process, you have to learn how to do all of Ecclesiastes three. And know the timing and seasons of what when God has to do what we you got a, you've got a ministry but Jesus has a ministry and our ministry is a piece of His and He's not going to give you the serious side until you let Him know you're not going to lose it or sell Him out. Oh, amen. I was in the beginning when you talked about are you psychologically unfit for success? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really do have to stop and think about what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you say you want to be big and you say you want to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, the pressure, the responsibility, the constant. When you said later on about success and then retaining it and building upon it, are you mentally there mm-hmm. to do it? Or are you really looking to be a one-hit wonder, have your 15 minutes of fame, cash in, cash out, and be done? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't want to have that. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I want to work this hard for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. But we're looking at the giants in the kingdom. Yeah. Who <laughs> don't ever stop? And the giants in the world. And they're still, Billy Graham, what, he's still writing stuff. I mean, the man is. got to dictate Thank you. His son was talking about his scriptures that he has, his one key scripture, and now, now it's like really big print. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But the man is still being about his father's business until he draws his last breath. And so many people don't have that commitment. To any idea. No, no, for no. God, not for God. And so the, your psychological fitness, which is why these yeah. classes are so important, so that you can even get to the root of why, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, you had a two-year stint of success and then what psychological fitness. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
that can work. And, it's, and I, I, I didn't just produce a literal products, books, tapes, and things like that, but I produce people who can replicate what I do. If I left here tomorrow, this team would keep this going. Now, they probably have a fit about it, but it's all right. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, okay. Is that all right? We're going to keep it very hypothetical. Very hypothetical for a long time. Okay. (laughs) But I'm saying to you, Jesus said you should know them by their fruits. You all have come here, and you did not expect to see our people as servants. You didn't expect them to be humble. You didn't expect them to be joyful. Why? Because I knew that as I was, (coughs) excuse me, educating and building their skill set, I had to transform their souls. Mm-hmm. And I had to give them a soul that sustained the success that I was going to attain, mm-hmm. of which they were sucked into. Yeah. Did you feel sucked in, baby? Yeah. Good sucking. Yeah. And look at you today. <laughs> look at you. You miss a deal. <laughs> yeah. You are miss a deal today. And so I wanted to share that with you. Yes, you know, um, I, I thank God for the Block Talk radio show, but I wanted you to also hear how to explore yourself. If you can't explore your own soul, if you can't inspect its fruit, expect its condition, if you cannot identify and, 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 and sort through and source out those things in your soul, you're just going to keep glossing over it. You're just going to keep buying more clothes. You're going to keep getting more jewelry. You're just going to keep massing more money because all of those are your gloss over. Mm-hmm. And your gloss over pains and your gloss over hurts and, and, and you gloss over wounds and scars that you don't want anybody to know you have. My hardest part in developing people or helping people get free is letting them know that their scars is, do not make them inferior. Mm-hmm. It just makes them impeded. Okay. So we did all of this. How did you like this uh, more than one hour commercial? Infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> infomercial. <laughs> we had an infomercial on the soul of success. By now, now let me just warn you, because I know my family. I love my family. You know, family, I love y'all. But y'all going to write me at the midnight hour and tell me this. So let me stay now. What I gave you is not going to be all this in that course. Oh, goodness. Because it has several versions, several theaters. Yeah, no, so no. you got a lot of extra at the free clinic. <laughs> Thursday clinic. Thursday You've got a lot of extra extras that are not going to be in it, but you do want to take this course so that you can go through the series and prepare yourself for biblical psychology. So I don't know how many um, how many courses there are in this particular series. You have to check out with Prophet Ashley, but when you get it, it's still a meaty teaching, and you need it, and you need to get yours today. Don't wait until I don't know. You know, go, the price point is such that most people have no problem with paying, what, paying for it. You go and get started working on your soul because your soul is your responsibility. And no matter how many psychologists we have in the world, theologists, how many coaches, advisors, and counselors we have, in the end, your soul remains under your control. And it's up to you to get it ready to succeed. You have prophecy after prophecy wondering why God hasn't done it because your soul is not ready. Your soul, and God plays to win. Once, when Christians get it in their mind that God is not in it to lose and that God is very particular about who he is. Man talks about excellence all the time. 
excellence, superiority. We call him the supreme being, and we think he likes losing. Okay? So God's, the minute you start doing the work, the Holy Ghost is going to come alongside you and do the work. This is a good time for me to tell you that in addition to taking the class, you might want to go and schedule a prophetic advisement to augment what you're doing, and then an additional supplement, or maybe vice versa, but additional supplement is that you sign up for a life advisement program where you get to, because this is going to open up stuff. I'm telling you it's going to open up stuff. It's going to start opening up things and questions, because, see, this is the Holy Ghost. This is a living curriculum. So when you go out of, when you leave class, it doesn't shut up. It just keeps going. So, doesn't it? It yeah. just keeps, God just keeps talking. And while we're at it, you trying to go sleep. No, 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 we're not sleeping tonight. I don't want to cover this. Okay? So what you're going to need is an advisor. You're going to need someone to help you work through even the, the, the initial things that God awakens and brings back to help you put the pieces together, which is why you definitely want to finish this series. Do and include the, uh, the, the, the intercessory one. We have another intercessory one coming up. You want to finish this series. You want to include the intercessory one. And then you want to be ready for biblical psychology. Let me tell you something. I have taught a lot of classes, and I do. I mean, uh, what do we have on blog talk? I don't even know. Something like several hundred advisements recorded. These advisors have 10 years. Because I know sometimes you think it's just because they're my little pet. If you're going to be close to me, you won't work. I tell you, I don't have anybody close to me who's lazy because I, I can't tolerate that. So, um, you know, and I will help you with your lazy if you want to be free. Glory to God. But these advisors all have 10 years of advisements of people around the world and, and particularly in our, around our country. So they all have databases full of their counsel. So we did the lab and all that before we even got here. So you can rest assured that these are not somebody just, they're just getting started and they're going to tell you their opinion and they're going to tell you their feelings. Because, you know, in our, when they're in training, I'm like, I don't really care what you feel right now. Not, not right now. I'm going to care in a little bit. But right now, I care about what it is that you're projecting on the world and that you do through your brain. That you do through your intelligence. Indeed. So... You're going to need help. So I'm going to wrap that up again. Let me say it one more time, and then we're going to get some calls. Okay? And, and let me tell you, don't get all bent out of shape about the calls, because, you know, I just answered a lot of stuff for you all from the beginning. A lot of answers came. Now, do I want to pray for you? You better know it. I want to pray. I wish I could get my hands on all of y'all and just grease y'all up real good. You know, yeah. just rub y'all up yeah. and grease your face. All up in here. Come on. Come on. Well, anyway, I got your hair. Yeah. Can I keep that? <laughs> All right. You're so pretty. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lord was like, thank you. You know, but I know you too. I picked the wrong shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Don't play with it. I got some people that I can not put my hand in their vicinity because they're going to so you take it. it. <laughs> they stuck me. But um, but let me let me finish this off. I hope you enjoyed us today. But number one, enroll in the class. If you are a school Enroll in the class, and please, by all means, make all all the students pay. Yeah. So enroll in the class. That's yeah. number one. Yeah. Number two, sign up for a schedule a prophetic advisement because I'm telling you, you're going to need somebody to really steer you and guide you through <laughs> this because the soul is a very interesting thing. It almost seems muted. 
it almost seems like it's it's um, it's um, still until you start digging your hands in the water. Oh yeah. And you start waking up stuff. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want you to do that. If you are an advisor or a counselor or anything like that, make sure that you do it just so that you can bring that biblical edge and that biblical dimension into your psychological profession. Okay? So that's important. And then the fourth thing that I want you to do is that I want you to uh, sign up to be on a life advisor track so that this track goes with your training so that you could see, I haven't told you to do this with anything else, but then now we're dealing with Satan's heart's desire and and the apple of God's eye, which is your soul. Mm. And see, you have got to, got to understand that this is very different. And lastly, Let's follow Prophet Adia's advice and begin the enrollment process, the admissions process for enrolling in biblical psychology overview for the summer. You're going to love it. I promise you, you're going to love it. And I think, did I say it now? I think you did it. Yeah. I'm going to go down the phone. Okay. Well, would you remind them, too, that we have an event coming in soon? Yes. Put your tickets to tell them. Do you want me to tell them now or on the phone? Should you tell them? Yes. Do you know about it? <laughs> before, before we let you guys go, I want to let you know that you can register online for the Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute. It is coming up June 20th through the 24th of this year. It kicks off Wednesday night and then goes through Saturday afternoon on the 23rd. And then we want you to stay over with us for Sunday. We'll have a special Sunday service and kind of a closeout on Sunday if you decide to stay over with us. So you don't want to miss it. On Saturdays, we have lunch with Dr. Price after the event. Just some incredible things. We'll, do, we'll be doing some Price University tours as well. So you can come and actually tour our facility uh, in Midtown Tulsa. So we're excited about this coming up. Again, the dates are the 20th to the 24th of June, Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute. Come get your prophetic training right on site with the doctor here, 20th to the 24th. Amen. Thank you, Prophet Adia. She's going to give you the rest of the event. Meanwhile, while she's getting set up at her desk, I want to tell you, hit the number one. Now, I don't care what you see, time. we're going to go through today, but I would love Love, love. Could you do me a favor? Talk to me about what you feel or how today's discussion affected you. I would love to know that. Meanwhile, we're going over to Blog Talk. We're leaving the visuals. See the visuals? We're leaving them. And have a great lunch. Have a great uh, time for the rest of this afternoon. I'm going to join you Sunday at the Congregation of the Mighty, Mighty for Spiritually Organic, Culturally Unmodified Christianity. Amen. Have a great afternoon. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Price. We are transitioning right now on the Paula Price Show, and I want to give you just a few announcements as we make that transition. Again, if you are on the lines and you'd like to speak to Dr. Price in this second hour, we just need to press number one so we can go ahead and get to your calls. We're getting ready to move into our time of prayer, so you don't want to miss it. You can also press number one if you'd like to give some feedback from today. We want to hear from you. Press number one. Give us your comments. Let us know how today affected you. And um, and you can go ahead and do that by pressing number one. want to let you know how you can actually register online for some of the things that you heard about on today's broadcast. You can visit us online at www.drpaulaaprice.com. Again, www 
drpaulaaprice.com. You can go there to register for the event that's coming up in June, the Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute that we just talked about, but also for these classes, Prophetic Guardianship, Strategic Prayer, and then the Soul of Success, the business edition is coming up um, in just a few short weeks. So actually this coming this coming week. So you can register for all of your certificate classes online, drpaulaaprice.com. You can also go to priceuniversity.org. So again, visit us online so that you can get registered for the classes that we talked about today. Those certificate-based courses are four weeks long. You receive a non-degree certificate from Price University for participating in those courses. They are a great way to continue your education and to enhance your learning. If you're going to take those courses as a group, as a class, you need to make sure that you register each individual person that will be participating in the course. Again, if you're taking the courses as a group, you need to be sure that each individual student is registered um, personally for the course in order to actually walk through the course information. www.drpaulaaprice.com is where you can go and get all of your information for certificate-based classes as well as the events that are coming up. In order to apply for Biblical Psychology, which is coming up in the summer, Biblical Psychology Online, the course overview, that is starting in May for our summer session. You need to be a student at PriceU. In order to do that, you've got to start your application process. You can do that by visiting us online at www.priceuniversity.org. Again, priceuniversity.org. Start your enrollment process today so you can be a part of the Biblical Psychology class, which kicks off in the summer. Our summer session, we're offering Biblical Psychology online, um, and that kicks off in May. You don't want to miss out on this. And if you register and get yourself all together for the summer session, then you can join Biblical Psychology 2, which is kicking off in the fall. So you don't want to miss this. So many exciting things are happening at Price University, and we want you to be a part of it. So visit us at priceuniversity.org and get your application process just visit us online and then click apply online and we'll start that process for you and with you and help you to walk through all the steps that you need to become a full-fledged student at Price University. All right, before I let you guys go today, I want to let you know how you can follow Dr. Price on Facebook. Follow her online, facebook.com slash Dr. Paula Price. Again, facebook.com slash Dr. Paula Price. Follow her there. You'll be able to see all of her Facebook broadcasts live, get information about wisdom for living, get information about taking it on with Paula Price, which airs right here in the Tulsa area, Channel 47, every Sunday morning. You'll be able to get all that information there if you just follow her there at facebook.com slash Dr. Paula Price. Big shout out to all of our Twitter followers. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the Periscope broadcast. Thank you for spreading the word, retweeting the quotes. We appreciate you. So big shout out to our Twitter family on today's broadcast. We're about to get to your calls right now. So press that number one so we can get to you. Prophet Ashley, back to you. All right. Thank you, Prophet Adia. That's right. Go ahead and press that number one. There is room in the lineup. There's plenty of room in the lineup for you. And we'll be right back after these testimonies and commercial break. Hi, we are the Davises from the Apostles House at the Soul of Success Conference. And let me tell you, Apostle Price has been feeding us. My mind has been changed, renewed, uplifted. Things about my past, uh, things about money and wealth and how I have uh, responsibility. And I'm in charge of my own deliverance and my soul. We just enjoyed everything. What was one thing that stuck out to you? One thing that stuck out to me was when she was talking about the blood, when Jesus went down into captivity, and how the blood comes from the, the, 
the, our, the blood comes from the soul and how Jesus was transformed and renewed in order to um, go and retrieve his body and his body was resurrected. That on top of everything else as far as, as, far as um, uh, having vision, the way you think about money, the way you think of how everything in your life has set a pattern for how you deal with success and how you deal with money from a childhood up into your adult years. There were so many different points and how um, the kingdom's currency is souls. And we, she's just given us a new perspective on how to look at this thing called wealth and how it is not just cash, it's currency. It's how money is moved around and how you barter and whatnot. And all of us are born with it. I learned and I really got out of this, this, this meeting this time, I learned about the root of the issue, how to get to the root of the issue. And it's not just the surface things, but it's the core of what's in my heart. Uh, poverty is something that comes from my heart, not because I'm broke in my pocket, but because I'm broke in my soul. So therefore, uh, the scripture, John 1 and 2, 3 John 1 and 2, where the Lord wants me to prosper as my soul prospers. So my heart has to change. The changes that we try to make when we make them on the outside, that's what I'm trying to do. But when we allow God to make the changes in our hearts, then now we can prosper because our soul is prospering in him. And all the terminologies, and she brought to life a lot of the scriptures and the religious eras that I grew up with, the things that I grew up with that were an era, um, she brought truth to the era, which brings life to me. So the truth that she brought to those things that I questioned and I didn't understand, she brought them to life, and now I have truth. I understand what cash is. I understand currency. I understand that everything that I need to be wealthy, I was born with. It's inside of me. So now I'm adamant about bringing the wealth out of me, what God has placed in me to help secure his kingdom in the earth realm. Hi, I'm Dr. Paula Price, host of the Wisdom for Living broadcast. Every day I bring God's wisdom to your life. From current events to human issues, from moral dilemmas, and religious and scientific conflicts, I bring you Christ's mind on today's world. Tune in to the Wisdom for Living broadcast Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time to jumpstart your day with the mind of Christ. Hey guys, this is Miss Adia from Saturday Morning Kids. Every Saturday, we post a brand new episode full of God's power, full of God's word, just for kids ages 8 through 12. Subscribe to us on YouTube under Kingdom 5 Student Ministries. That's Kingdom 5 Student Ministries only on YouTube. Kids, I'm talking to you. We're diving into purpose, destiny, and God's plan for our lives. So I'll see you every Saturday for Saturday Morning Kids. Dr. Paula A. Price does it again with Before the Garden, God's Eternal Continuum. In her customary exhaustive style, she breaks the seal on yet another striking dimension of Christian faith and truth. Before the Garden, God's Eternal Continuum is aptly dubbed the history of eternity as revealed in scriptures because it captures and tells the story of eternity from its founder's perspective. Order your copy today and give us your feedback. Tell us how Before the Garden revolutionized your walk with Christ at www.beforethegarden.com. 
Do you have an upcoming conference or want to order a supply for your bookstore? Now is the perfect time to order copies for your network, mentees, or friends. Just pick up the phone and dial 877-419-1299, extension 1001, and ask for Adia Peterson to get bulk discount orders and place your order today. All right, we are back for the last portion of today's Paula Price show. We went there in the soul realm. If you are wanting prayer or you want to give Dr. Price feedback or updates, even on a previous issue that she has ministered to you about, go ahead and press that one. There is still room in the queue for you. Dr. Price, are you ready to talk to somebody today? (laughs) I think I might be. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, great. Now, I think I'm quite ready to talk to someone. Now, listen, guys, if you're listening in, do not let the enemy talk you into saying, what I want to know is foolish. Ah, this is crazy. I shouldn't even ask that. Well, I don't want her to know that. First of all, I have great faculties, but I do also know that God shields. So, You don't have to worry about it. There's somebody listening to me today. You have some very serious um, episodes in your life that you've not ever told anybody, and now they're starting to surface. They're starting to surface in your dreams. They're starting to surface in your thoughts, and you don't know what to do about it. So you see, I'm not just here for what I exhort. The extra training is fine. It's fun, but I'm here to help you break through. So if you are that person, please make sure you call in. Now, you are a woman. This happened when you were a little girl, and it's a difficult time. And then the other thing is that I do want to talk about a young brother. You're kind of like in that um, pre-millennial age where with some issues with you and your dad, and you want to know how to fix it or work it out. So do not, don't ever think that when I get on this line, I don't want to talk to you because that is so not true. I want to talk, and I want to hear. You want to discuss? We could talk about the extra training today. We could talk about the soul revelations that you got. But most importantly, don't allow these windows to pass because there's always something in the Bible called a day of deliverance, and we need to find out what that day is for us, and we certainly don't want to let that window pass so that we have to be, uh, you know, tormented or struggle with initial unnecessarily. So hit the number one because we're going to talk. Prophet Ashley. All right. We have up today Joanne from Pennsylvania. And Joanne needs a word for the season she is in. Joanne, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Hello. Hi, Joanne. What season are you in, girl? Um, well... It's like I'm going through a lot of things, um, like a lot of spiritual attacks. Now, I just want to kind of like clarification or direction, like what to do. So I was kind of so forward. let me ask you, because, you know, jo- Joanne, you and I always have this question. Are you still taking your meds? Yes, I am. Are you taking them faithfully? Yes. All right. So let's get that done, because I need to know why you're calling these episodes that you're having, spiritual attacks. So tell me why you have classified them as spiritual. Because um, usually they just, it's something that usually comes and go. Um, it's not necessarily something that happened whether I take my meds or not. Like when I do take my meds, it still happened basically. And yeah, it's just. So here's why I'm asking, because even if you're taking your meds, 
you know, if there's spiritual attacks, and I don't, I don't doubt that for you, so don't get it in your mind that I do. But if there's spiritual attacks, Joanne, you're doing something to invite them or to authorize them. Okay. Because you have to figure out whether it's, if you're one of those, and I'm, I'm just speaking out, if you're one of those people that likes horror shows or you like various gory shows or you like to have a lot of sci-fi going on or you like to read certain magazines or play certain games or wander into various uh, uh, houses in the Internet, if you're that person and your reason for needing your meds is rooted in that, then, yeah, your meds are going to make your brain strong enough to deal with them, maybe even to discern them. But truth be told, you are authorizing this. Okay. So it could be the books you read, the magazines you read. It could be a friend that you have conversation with. You could be yeah. as far as like, you know, you could be talking about, you know, cult things, playing in witchcraft, following your horoscope. There are a whole lot of things that authorize mental uh, irritations and mental okay. infiltration. And so you're okay. doing this. So all the prayer in the world won't happen. It's kind of like you go to the emergency rooms. You know how that goes. You go to the emergency room, you get your shot of antibiotic or your flu shot, and then you go home and you still walk home with the sweater on and you still go, don't go to the doctor for follow-up. And then if you do follow-up, you don't really do what you're told. Then all of the right things you do are canceled out by the damaging things you do. Okay. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, it's, I think I know, I can pinpoint now what I think it is. It's because sometimes I'll be watching, like, certain movies, and, and I think it's because of that, and so I have to probably cut that out my, yeah, I have to definitely cut that. Yeah, and I'm glad, because you sound stronger, Joanne, you know, so I'm, I'm very impressed with your progress. So let me just tell you, the reason you have the brain issues or the mind issues is, is because there are breaches and tears. Those things, the spirits are like air. They step in those gaps. They step in those mm-hmm. breaks, which is why you have to have your medication and keep it up, maintain until those breaches are healed. Now, God will, one by one, he'll seal them off. Trust me. I know for a fact mm-hmm. he'll seal them off. But, it's got, but you've, you've got to make sure that when he seals them off, you do not allow another one to open because of an appetite or an interest you have. Okay. All righty. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. We did well today, didn't we, Joanne? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let me pray. Father, I thank you so much for Joanne. I thank you, God, for her growth, for her healing, for her deliverance and her breakthroughs. And I thank you that as you have brought her this far, as your daughter, you continue to lead her all the way to 100% wholeness in mind and spirit, soul, and body. Bless her life. And, God, give her the alternative uh, entertainment choices and the safe ones that you know work for her particular condition and state of life. And we bless you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You're very welcome, Joanne. That was good. Prophet. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, Dr. Price. I actually do not have anybody lined up in this moment. Okay. So that's interesting that we have that. Isn't that interesting? Yes. People play shy, then they play wait, and then they all hit the button at once. Oh, yeah. Well, that's all right because we have more than enough folks around here, and I know our people are listening. 
if we had, I, I, I pray that Chief is in the environment because I would love for her to talk about those soul things that we've been discussing. Um, hopefully she's involved. Hopefully. Press number one. Chief, are you there? Press number one. Well, I guess she must be out on on her regular errand. So we'll start doing that. You know, I was thinking, Ashley, you know, it's a funny thing. I'm sharing this with you because we can chat, you know, you and I. But I was funny because sure. I was saying, you know, we've been Huh? Okay. You said you so have to chat. Uh, you're breaking up. Oh. oh, yeah, we can chat. I see that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but I was thinking, I said, you know, we've been doing this a long time with the call-ins, and I'm thinking that perhaps if people, you know, don't want to call in any longer, because, you know, we can just, we can alter this, especially with me being on TV. I was wondering if you thought maybe we can ask them what they feel about dropping the call inside of the show. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's something we can explore uh, doing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes shows do change and morph over the years, although, um, you know, it's been the signature of the show, but. I'm I'm open to to some things. Okay, I see some <laughs> numbers have been some numbers have been lit up. I believe uh, Profitale is on and has hit that one. Good. <laughs> Excuse me, folks. Okay. Just get the uh-huh. in. Is there? Sure. Chief. Chief Prophet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hi. Good afternoon. <laughs> Hey, hey, Chief, does this give new meaning to be ye also ready? Absolutely, in season and out. <laughs> yes, so you know what, we're always ready to go. <laughs> well, you know, we have been talking about this whole, you know, soulology thing for some time, and um, and you've been, like, sitting in the class. I would love to get your prophetic mm-hmm. perspective on it. Uh, yes. Well, first of all, um, I love the class, and, and I agree with what was uh, said earlier when we were talking about just why it's so effective and necessary for the body of Christ and what it does, um, you know, for the soul in its entirety. Because as you point out in the class, sometimes we think we're dealing with the soul when we're really just treating, you know, certain quads and certain portions of it. You know, how we feel is just only a certain aspect of the soul. But there's, as you break out in the class, there's so much more to it. You know, it's so much more four-dimensional than that in terms of what it really takes to heal someone. I think it gives quality answers to why um, healing and deliverance ministries are more like triage than they are in terms of curatives, yeah, that we talk about. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the fact that you focus in on the curative piece and not just treatment because a lot of times um, how, how things are designed today is that we just treat issues or address issues or, as you pointed out about secular, the difference between biblical psychology and secular psychology, teaching people how to manage their issues and cope with them, um, but not necessarily to uh, be healed, restored, or cured, if you will, from the problem. So I just love that. I wanted to just say that because I love the class. I think that it really is effective. And you know what I always love about you is that your approach mm-hmm. is always going to be very unique. Um, you're always mm-hmm. going to uh, work hard to bring people into God's consciousness on an issue and not the human consciousness. Um, and even though you will use the foundations of prevailing thought so that we can get an understanding 
of, you know, the nature of what we're dealing with. You don't leave us in the, the human condition or the human solution. And mm. I love the fact that you move us into, you know, where, where God's mind is, uh, which is always by default going to take you back to the origin. You're never going to, okay, we're not going to start at the symptom. So it's not a class that's going to be dealing with a lot of the symptomatic, cultural, and humanist responses to our uh, psychological um, or physiological issues, okay, because they kind of go hand in glove. And I love that yeah. about it. So you're going you're gonna to bring us into that other dimension of understanding. Um, like you said, that seventh sense, that, that um, higher place of, I don't want to say just consciousness because I feel like that that's now that we know what the soul does. I feel like that's so limiting. Yeah, it just limits, uh, you know, what, what it really does. But I love the fact that you do that. Of course, you know, my favorite description is, is, is talking about, and this is why you need to go to Price University, is talking about the soul as that interface. So I do love that. And I think that it's a key component to um, uh, why we've been ineffective in really being able to sometimes even identify, you know, because we can identify that that's the devil, but really kind of how that thing is working, what the whole network, as you said, these things come in networks and not just as yeah. individual issues. And so being able to identify where is this network really coming from and how it's getting it. I said to a person, uh, that called in about, you know, uh, the classes and wanted to know what the primary difference is. And they asked the question even about, uh, in fact, it was a student asking for under clarity about an assignment. I said, well, what I like about what Dr. Price is teaching you how to do is that she's not treating the soul as this independent um, ent entity that's just a part of the three-part system that we're in. I said, so we're not just dealing with where uh, the mind issues, where we, where, how we think and where uh, thoughts, you know, how our thoughts enter our brains or, you know, where they come from. I said, but it's dealing with the source that's feeding them. And so you do well at explaining how the, where the source that's feeding your thoughts, feeding, where that data is actually coming from. Um, and how that, that, that is actually entering into the soul, and then that interplay of how it actually affects, okay, the human behavior. How by the time we get to the point of human behavior, we're dealing with an effect, a product of something mm -hmm. that is mm -hmm. originating from all of those different places and levels. And I think that we don't think like that. We never thought of, think about, okay, so what's actually, what's, what's the data that is, you know, feeding Mm -hmm. where your thoughts are really coming from or how your thoughts are forming. We know that we're having them, okay, clearly, and we know that they're the affecting us. But I love, again, origin, origin, origin. Well, you know, it's good to hear you say that. One of the things that I appreciated about what Ashley said in her review, and that is, you know, when you think the church, the church is spirit and uh, body. It mentions yes. soul almost as if it's incidental to the makeup. The world is soul is uh, soul and body, soul, mind, and body. So we have the church. We'll say soul is soul and body, but we really kind of teach people about it. And I was very uh, surprised to realize when I was doing my research how much Christian teaching about the soul classifies it as wicked, 100% wicked, nothing good in it. So yeah. I could see why people – Outside of Christianity, say, well, no, now you can't tell me that everything about me is whatever. 
Now, and so, you know, in, in our class, we, we are moving into that place where we find that we neutralize some of those opinions and judgments so that we can objectively evaluate and study the soul as God had in mind. You know, again, biblical psychology is creative psychology. It's studying your soul the way the creator made it. And, um, you know, and I thought yeah. about, even when you're talking about it, you, we don't think about that. You, you, as far as you can soul concern and you learn in church, Sunday school, whatever, your soul is useless. Yeah. It's useless. It, it's, uh, it, it's a garbage disposal. It's your mm. emotional swell. It's your, you know what I mean, your trash generator, but it's useless. And when I'm studying this, I'm thinking, what do we neutralize all of that? Mm-hmm. And what yeah. if we decided to do something different? Well, and you, and, and you know, we were talking you know, I'm having an interesting time with you. We were talking how there is a future in soul theology and neurotheological. Mm-hmm. Neurotheology, neurotheological, physiology, pathology. There, that's a whole course. And the church so busy condemning the soul that there are counselors out there who, will, who don't even realize that this thing is in play. And we have to get in this, this, this game where they are making, uh, conducting studies on how uh, worship, religion, spirituality affect the brain. Bye. And how the brain... How, how, how they in turn transform the brain. Is that powerful? A whole discipline, an entire psychological field. Dr. Price, you just, you know, you did it again to me, right? You know, I. Do you realize what you just said? I mean, you, sum, you summarize, okay, I'll just do, I'll do, you know, like a Prophet Asher often said that I'm, you know, the, the, uh, uh, the voice of the audience um, in these moments because this, you know, you live and breathe this stuff. I mean, I'm watching you put in time and hours into studying this and not just studying it with your Bible open and going through your favorite key passages and, and all of that because you're not looking to just give people a, uh, a spiritual uh, a, a, a antidote or, um, or even, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Prescription. So, you know, a little patchwork, a Band-Aid. You're actually trying to pull together God's mind on this subject matter. But in doing so, in what you just said, I think you summarized for our listening audience today the whole uh, foundation of Price University in terms of our fusion degrees. No yes. one thinks about bringing a theology to secular subject matter. It's mm-hmm. always, we're just going to give you Christ. Does that make sense? Like, we're just yeah. going to give you Christ, you know, dropping. Uh, it, I, mean, I couldn't think of a better word, but, you know, it's yeah. almost like we're going to kind of, you know, uh, uh, sprinkle him in, all uh, right, into a thought, but not developing a whole theology on an, an existing, what would classified as secular subject matter. So that well, we can begin to it. treat it with God's mind. Well, think about it. Neuroscience is, you know, first of all, the word science, you know, I understand that it's become a full-blown industry, blah, blah, blah. I love it. I like it. I've always liked it. But let's realize that science means gnosis. That's where it came from, gnosis, which is knowledge, which is to Ooh. know. But that's what it means. I mean, you know, we make it whatever, you know, but it's to know. And so 
uh, and because Paul warned Timothy against getting into what is so-called science, the church has taken it to mean that God is not interested in us understanding or probing his scientific side. But God's creator, I mean, you know, and everything seen is made by what is unseen. And so the whole neuroscience piece, I think, was amazing. But neuro, uh, you know, psychoneural theology, now that's a whole different kind of thing. Now we're talking about now the brain side of, of uh, theology and its effect on how the body interacts with this world. That's a powerful thing. That's a whole other thing. And you know why they could do that? Because unlike preachers, they didn't drop out of the world. They kept saying there's connection, connection, connection. You will never be smarter or more informed or educated than you are aware of connections, connections, connections. God has connections. He's got patterns. He's got systems, et cetera. So I'm studying. I was, first of all, I, I was talking to Marie, our, our, uh, one of our science students, and she said, not I'm pumped, because, see, people don't want to leave God. They're not trying to leave God, but they want to be intelligent. They're not trying to dismiss Jesus and kick him out, but they don't. We, we have to create pathways for them to do it and to stay in Christ and to see it. So we have this whole thing without us getting into the depth of the class. I thought you would Absolutely. appreciate that. Yes. You should, you should. Yes. You're going to know I, how I, you I, are. I do. You, you know, I'm excited. Well, and I do because I think that, you know, I like to give teasers because you mm-hmm. have to take the course. You have to take the course um, to get the full comprehension of even, you know, why what we're saying today is relevant and why you need it um, in order for us to make advancements in even our practices. We often think that ministry doesn't need to advance because we're, you know, we're dealing with the word of God. And we're always trying to balance that, you know, I am the Lord, I change not with advancement and progress, not realizing that everything about him that doesn't change, we haven't entered into you into yet. So we need to keep advancing. So it's almost, mm-hmm. you know, uh, difficult for us to believe that progress is a part of the function of, you know, what we should be doing ministerially as well. And I think you do that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you do that with your revelation. You challenge us to continue to progress. We're always progressing with you. We're not changing God. We're progressing in our understanding and knowledge of something so vast and so infinite and so eternal that it's going to take us our lifetime and his to really break mm-hmm. open. But I think you brought something out that I would say is a closing note, because I know we're wrapping down the show today. But the closing note I would say is that you're literally – uh, bringing a whole nother dimension to theology because we've not thought about the physics of theology. And the you're essentially, yes. Yeah. You say it again. I said the anatomy, physics, absolutely, chemistry, biology, because that's what they're doing. They're saying this has some sort of biological input, output, or effect markers that tie the spiritual with the natural. See, we've been separating. It's always been an either-or thing for us. Yes. Yes. And I think you get, I think that you have the, um, the spiritual uh, uh, adeptness and dexterity to do it, where you won't get so lost in, in the science that, you know, we lose the creator and, or get so uh, into making sure that we are safeguarding the creator, that the science is off, like it doesn't even add up you know, with what he created. And so exactly. I think that, you know, I think you do an excellent job at that. And I encourage everyone to, to take the remedies, you know, for your soul, but you can literally convert your soul into the product that the Lord Jesus Christ gave his life to, for us to, you know, experience and save or recover. 
Well, and you know, it's so funny. I'm going to end on this. That was really great because the whole idea is giving soul power back to the soul possessor. You possess your soul. It's your soul. So we're giving soul power back to the soul possessor. We're giving soul healing back to the soul sufferer. And so, because God, it's a big deal. You know, when I, when I researched this, the soul is literally addressed in the Bible more than 450 times. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Only the spirit is addressed more and the heart more than that. So when you think about it, soul power to the soul possessor, that's what we're working on. And, and you don't get that without knowledge and intelligence, wisdom. Psalm, this is going, we're closing on this note, but I think it's an important note. Psalm uh, 19 says, the law of the Lord converts the soul. Now, if we just keep it in a very myopic theological context, then that sounds nice. Okay, so we just, God's law will convert us. No, no, no. Look at those words. They were, they were deliberately chosen. I'm a writer, and I'm a writer under the Holy Ghost. God is fussy about words. People are not, but God is very particular. So then, now this is Psalm 19. We come all the way down to Romans 7, and Paul said, but there's a law in my members. I think we gave them a lot to chew on. So, hey, Prophet Ashley. Well, I'm, I'm stuck. You out? see, I can't even, I can't even talk uh, no, anymore. No, no, I, I, I can't even chew. I just got my mouth full. <laughs> but, Prophet Ashley. My Lord, yes. Ah, you got a my mm. Lord, too, huh? Because that's, that's right. what the, yes. the science is. That paves the way for the science. But there's a... The law of the Lord converts the soul, and then Paul comes all the way down and said, but there's a law in my members. Oh, this wow. thing is rich. Mm. Well, you know, actually, we didn't get any more calls, by the way, because, you know, me and Chief got started. That's all right. <laughs> Honey, we got to see. They should, next time they're going to know to jump in, we better leap in. Because, <laughs> Honey, if you let me and Chief get started, boy, oh, boy, it's going to be interesting. So we had a great time this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us. I pray that we were beneficial in your life. You found us edifying, but that we also motivated you to do more than carry your Bible around as a badge of your faith, that you begin to take that thing seriously as a tool and an instrument that will make life happen for you and then help you make life better for others. That's what this is about. And so we're going to talk about this again because I want to talk about how we got here. So maybe next week we might pick it up again depending on the will of God. Until then, join me Sunday for Scripture Organic, Cultural and Modified Christianity at the Congregation of the Mighty where God stands. We meet in Bixby, Oklahoma, every Sunday, 10 a.m., and we're also on social media every Sunday, 10 a.m. And you don't want to forget my 7.30 show, Taking It On with Paula Price. This week, we are talking about why bad things happen to good people. That ought to be a rich discussion. So you, don't, you want to do it, and if you're in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area, we air 7.30 a.m., and um, 5.30 p.m. on Channel 47, Ashley, KWHB. Did I do it right? 
Okay. Oh, I'm proud of myself. I got it stuck. Thank you, Chief, for uh, jumping in with me. The conversation was rich and great. Until Sunday, have a great time. Enjoy your lunch and be blessed of the Lord in Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to the Paula Price Show. Become a financial supporter today by visiting www.drpaulaaprice.com and click on Sow a Seed. Donate today.